0: Today we spoke with Danielle Saxton, an intuitive reader, massage therapist, and energy worker. We talked about her journey with intuition and practicing different modalities. For more information on Danielle, you can visit her website, Danielle That's D-O-N-I-E-L-L-E-S A-X-T-O-N ncom To contact myself or Lori, you can email us at spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Barrons.
1: I'm Laurie Hewitt, and this, and this is, is Spirit, Spirit
0: Road. Road. be curious maybe we could start just just following my own curiosity like would would love to know more about what you do like we're talking about big shifts that are happening right now and how we relate to them and then i know that it, everyone has their their modalities or their things that they work with i know for me it's like i have i have some of these sensations and these experiences but i don't really have a, a modality that guides me through that Sometimes I wonder if, um, I would like to have that other times. I wonder if I just kind of be with what, what's happening and try not to drive myself too crazy, trying to figure out what it all means and just kind of be with it. But yeah, I'd, be, I'd just be curious to hear about your path. Having, having just yeah. met like,
2: so are you uh, like a channel then? Is that what you channel me? messages? Yeah, or
0: Um, yeah. It's hard to say what I am. I, I had a spontaneous kundalini awakening at the end of 2018 okay, and shifted everything for me. Like just energetically, I became very sensitive to just everything. It's so like I okay. went from living a very normal kind of quiet life, not having any big beliefs or practices to having my world turned on end. And um, so yeah, it's that belief or there's having beliefs about something and then there's having a direct experience. And I kind of got thrown into the direct experience end and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to make of it. So
2: Okay. Okay. And that's
0: that's kind of what led me to this world too, is seeking seeking community, seeking places that felt mm-hmm. safe to talk about those experiences without having someone think you're too crazy. And
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the beauty of Awkwardly Zen group, too. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. So I guess my path started a long time ago when I was 12, was the first time I recall seeing a ghost in my room. I'm mm-hmm. sure I talked with them beforehand, but that was the first conscious recollection of that. And it was the middle of the night, and at the end of my bed was this female figure. I got the sense that she had been on a boat. She didn't say anything to me directly, but you know, you you kind of go, and my cat was laying on the bed and she didn't move. I'm like, okay, this must be okay. Cause if she was freaked out, she would have hopped off and run away. So, and I had read enough books by that point in time to know, not to just the next morning at breakfast saying, oh, I saw a ghost last night (laughs) to my parents. And So I kind of paid attention to those skills quietly. That same summer was the summer I had a contest with a cousin on who could give the better back rub and I thought I was all hot shot at giving back rubs at 12 you know and (laughs) he gave the better back rub because he'd gotten tips from a physical therapist and I was not competitive at all so it became my goal to to give the better back rub and that's what I outwardly pursued in high school did like an athletic training course got certified as a physical therapy aide my senior year went off to college And pre PT realized they'd have to take Calc and Trig, but oh, look, there's this whole profession called massage. That's really what I want to do. So I got my degree in kinesiology, emphasis psychology back before it was a popular subject. So I didn't, I had to really search for references for my thesis. um, And I was going for the mind body connection. If I'd gotten a uh, master's in it, I would be a sports psychologist, but that's not necessarily what interested me it was more the mind body um, because i'd already started doing i started doing tai chi uh, martial arts in in college to help me relax because i would have golf ball sized knots in my neck that i didn't couldn't even feel right and so that tuned me into that path too and uh the chief instructor for the school i was with uh did some trainings on some esoteric things We were more Taoist-based in philosophy, which is fascinating. And so that helped pursue some of those as well. And after college, I did make it to massage school. So officially, I've been doing massage and body work over 26 years. Currently, I'm not doing full body massages, but focusing more on cranial Reiki energy work. And my intuitive sessions. And so developing those school skills, in my mid-20s, I learned a method called SRT, Spiritual Response Technique. Robert Detzler was his name who created that. And so it's, it's, you're using a pendulum, so you're dowsing, and there's a bunch of different charts that he created. You have a master chart that tells you which chart you need to go to to clear all these different levels, layers, and depths. To get to the root cause, it clears out the Akashic records, um, those sorts of things. And even though I did all the classes, I never felt like I wanted to get certified in it just because I'm weird about being certified in things (laughs) besides massage. But I don't always feel it's necessary to have something that says, well, I can do this and you can't. (laughs) And I worked on that mostly for myself for a lot of years until the last couple of years. I mean, I tried to put it out there for a little bit and it just never quite felt right. I did do an intro to how to use a pendulum course and things like that that I taught. And then I kind of put it aside for a little bit. I still worked with my, my mentor for sessions for myself. And I would do some clearing for myself. But through the, the Cal Garrison, the, um, cartog- or the astrologist, she studied, um, she knew Slim Sperling, who if you've ever heard of him, he was big in the Denver area and big on dowsing and clearing these big areas of energy to get like the water and the air. He's he's kind of the reason the brown cloud disappeared from Denver was mm. some of the techniques that he used. And he had special um, rods that he created that are fascinating over at what's the metaphysical shop off of uh, Colorado Boulevard there, Lori. Oh, um, the uh, shining Lotus shining Lotus. They mm-hmm. actually have one of his circles. I'm just going to say, cause I'm blanking on the word, his copper things that he made oh, that nice. is so powerful. It's probably like the last one, authentic one that you could find and they're not selling it, which I don't blame them. And so she, introduced me into this guy named Raymond Grace, who's this out in West Virginia. His pendulum is basically a bullet on a chain. Huh. <laughs> He'll use a big bowie knife to clear away the big stagnant things. And so I looked into his stuff. I've not met him yet, but I've looked into his stuff and that stimulated that part of me again and allowed me to do a little more with it on my own instead of trying to follow the recipe that just wasn't quite fitting and so it's been a fun exploration the last couple of years to really get back into the energy clearing that way so a lot of times if i'm doing my intuitive readings out at my office or where i do them at a metaphysical shop i'll use oracle cards to tap in to the energies Mm -hmm. just to give me a heading because i get a lot of information i don't always know how best to sort it out Mm-hmm. I believe everybody's got all the clear senses. It's just a matter of tuning into them. Mm-hmm. And so, using the cards gives me the direction that we need to go on that clearing. Sometimes uh, my medium abilities come through. Sometimes loved ones come through to have messages. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes we ended up doing more of an energy clearing. So it's it's been a lot of fun re- recently to really step into that and explore it more. Mm-hmm.
0: So going back all the way to the beginning of that story, like having having a a visitor in your room, um, is that something that's just always kind of happened since? Like you felt like this intuition has just been with you and and that's kind of driven some of your interests and led you to where you're at today.
2: For sure. And I, I pursued those skills more quietly. So paying attention to oh, I had a dream about this. Oh, and then that happened the next day that was related to that dream. How does that fit in? Or, oh, I got the nudge on this and nothing happened. Okay. Well, maybe that doesn't mean anything for me. Or, you know, sometimes even just trusting that voice you get in your head, even though it sounds like yours to know that, that you need to say something. I remember when my Claire audience sense started coming in and I was at my martial arts class. I'd missed the week before and there was a new couple there. So I was introducing myself to them and he said his name and she said her name was Marianne. And all of a sudden the Gilligan's Island theme song came playing through my head. The professor and Marianne, I said, all right, this is going to sound really crazy, but are you by chance a professor? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> how'd you know that? I'm like, you don't want to know. <laughs> You know, because sometimes you hear those voices, you're just like, is it me? Am I making this up? Or is this really something? So, you know, the the deja vu experiences are amazing and trippy. Dreaming about somebody and then seeing them the next day. I don't always have prophetic dreams anymore, but the dreams sometimes that now I have are people coming to me asking if they should uh, leave this earthy plane. Uh, wow. which is always an interesting one too. So just like, okay, well, I can't give you that answer, but here are the pros, here's some cons to consider. And some of these people have been people that I've known in my life. And, you know, like the next day I wake up and I'm fully expecting to have a message from them or something and I never hear from them. But you know, then then I'm stalking them on Facebook. I'm like, what happened? Wow.
1: <laughs> so. What's that like when, when that happens in a dream where s- someone is coming to you and saying, okay, I'm think I'm ready to cross over now. Can you guide me? How is that for you?
2: It's, how does it feel? It's definitely trippy. The first time it happened was very kind of frightening mm-hmm. because it was somebody I knew in college and he and I had a, a special relationship then, even though we hadn't talked in however many years. But because of Facebook, I knew he was going through, um, like a throat cancer experience. Mm -hmm. And so I was surprised when he came through and I was like, okay, well, I've seen enough to know that you have a family that you love and this sort of thing, you know, and, and I think he was doing the radiation treatment, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure is hellacious. Yeah. Um, and I, I would not wish that on anybody. And, uh, Yeah it was, it was an interesting dream for sure. And a little scary, but at the same time, you're just like, okay, I got to trust that what I'm getting, what I'm doing is, is doing something. So.
1: Do you ever think that maybe at some level you help people cross over like, like an angel that really is there with them when the soul leaves and that you really help them move across to the other side?
2: Yeah. Um, it's come to me a few years back that I should be a death doula. Yeah. Um, but then we get back to that whole licensing thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's other things that I want to pursue right now. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing to have somebody guide you gently and peacefully um, as you mm-hmm. cross over. And making that just such a beautiful experience for the person crossing and for the family around them but there's certain things in my life that I'm not ready to give up quite yet to do that as a profession. Yeah. So how interesting. And um, like our neighbor recently ended up having a brain bleed and I guess it's been probably at least six weeks to maybe two months right now. Um, He's home now, but like my parents, interestingly enough, you know, you have connections with people like, and you don't even think of them. So at my day job, yeah, I walked in that next week and I noticed her badge said the hospital that he went to the emergency room at, or it was two days later. And I said, oh, our neighbor was over there and she's like the, the liaison when you check in and stuff. And she goes, oh, Mr. So-and-so. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh my gosh, she was so concerned about him because he ended up having a brain bleed and then they operated. And then like two days later, he had another brain bleed type of thing. And it was really touch and go. And so after talking to her, I relayed her messages to my parents because, you know, he would be over at night talking with my folks all the time. And and so they decided to go in and see him because she suggested he needed visitors. And when they came home that night, mom's like, oh, no, he's at desk door, basically. And I kept tapping into his energy. And I wasn't getting that. I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, you can think that, but I'm not getting that. And I just kept... You know, sending waves of for his highest and best, whatever that may be. I'm not the one to decide that. And um, yeah, and I just kept tapping in. I wasn't feeling like he was leaving. So turns out he's home now. He's recovering. It's going to be a long road because you know the brain. So when you're
1: doing your energy work on folks, do you get messages for them? Do do images or messages come through during that work?
2: Sometimes, not all the time.
0: I've really been interested. You mentioned Tai Chi earlier. I've been uh, just recently discovered that for myself. And I've been very, so very curious about how the physical and the spiritual and the energetic connect in such a way. Like, why is it that doing these repetitive motions and shifting weight, which in Tai Chi, I guess, is working with the yin and the yang, you know, these two parts of ourselves. And, uh, but, why does it open us up in such a way that we have all of these energetic sensations? And uh, um, and you talk about tapping into someone's energy and things. It's like just having this awareness of this undercurrent that kind of connects us all. Like at the end of one of the classes, I remember standing in a room with about five other people and we weren't doing the movements anymore. We were just talking about some of the, um, the ideas and the principles and things. And I looked around the room and everyone was still rocking in sync with each other, almost as if you could imagine we were like uh, floating on a wave and you could just see kind of the waves moving through the room and we're all rocking in sync to that. And yeah, it's just a curious thing, the sensitivity and just recognizing that that undercurrent is there. And then to think about receiving messages or being able to check in with someone, there's, there's just so much going on that we don't normally validate or acknowledge in our day to day.
2: Yeah. I studied that officially like over 20 some years. I'm not doing the classes anymore, but yeah, it really works with that energy in your body, the the meridians mm-hmm. from your back up to your head and then back down, that loop. But playing too with I don't know if you guys have started playing with this yet, but doing the moves as slow as you can. So our our um instructor chief instructor sifu talked about one of the grandfathers let's say of tai chi and he was in prison for whatever and like he would be practicing his tai chi and the prison guards would walk by and however long it took them to do their rounds they go back by a certain amount of time later like an hour or two hours later and it looked like he had not moved that's how slow he was doing these motions. Wow. And they basically let him out of prison because they thought he was going insane, which I'm <laughs> guarantee he probably was not. But like we would take even like if you're going from quiet standing to a parent standing, the first two leg movements, taking, you know, five minutes to do that move, doing it so slowly and it's not, if you're doing it that slowly, you don't want it to be chunky, which is if you first start doing it, it's kind of chunk, 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 mm-hmm. but working on it. So it's so smooth. And part of the reason is to build up your sensitivity. Like you can feel the air move through your fingers when you're doing the moves. And part of it is so that if you ever have to use it, because it is a martial art, most people don't think of it like that, but it is um, lethal martial art that you get those movements so fast and you're so slow that if you need to use it normal speed nobody can see you do it mm. you know, so fast and smooth and just second nature and it happens and the cool thing about that is like have you played around like if something drops off of uh, like a ledge or something like that do you find yourself catching it uh, Whereas maybe yeah. before you haven't caught it because it was like, oh, that fell too fast or whatever.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's Those interesting. Cool
2: yeah. 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 they
0: They talk a lot about the, um, one, the joy of movement, you know, okay. this, like this idea of finding yourself in an effortless place, like no. where we're not, we're not mm-hmm. trying to do anything. We're just being with the movements. Cause there's so much of the. The brain that comes into that saying am i doing it right do i need to do this and starts self-evaluating and and really that idea of going from that into more of a flow state where you're really tapped into to things and 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 interacting with the world around you in a way that is fluid from that like doing that practice i haven't had this experience yet really but from doing that practice the teacher was talking about how like going to get a dish out of the cabinet or or anything. It's like find, finding that those movements you, you see them reflected in your day-to-day life and then it becomes yeah. effortless in, in that that mindfulness kinds of ways. So
2: we brought up a point really quick. My chief instructor used to say the mind is a terrible thing. <gasps> so if you get out of your own way, you get right. a lot more accomplished. right. Absolutely. I always felt at the
1: end of the Tai Chi lesson that I'd been in a whole hour worth of meditation. Mm-hmm. I was just in that zone that I usually get into with a deep meditation, which I found fascinating because it was constant movement, but there was a fluidity to it. And my mind was quiet. My mind did not think when I was doing it. Yeah.
2: yeah, and And there is that part, too, of an awake meditation. Mm -hmm. So he used to describe to meditation is not something that you can force. Meditation happens when you're doing something that you love and time just seems to disappear. So let's say you love working on cars and mechanical stuff and you're out working on your car and all of a sudden you look up and it's, you know, five hours later and it feels like two minutes, you know, that, that's meditation. But then there's also the part, with the Tai Chi, you're doing it with your eyes open. Most people mm-hmm. are like, okay, now mm-hmm. meditate and close your eyes and get into your body. But there is a real beauty and there's a real skill to be able to get into that state with your eyes open, with all of your senses engaged mm-hmm. with what's going on around you, but being able to tap into that and go, huh, there I am. Mm-hmm. And I can still have all this going around, but I know I'm here. Yeah. I have a uh,
0: interest in authentic relating practices. And one of the things that they talk about in that is um, thinking about meditation, like some uh, circling and authentic relating, or they call them relational meditations because you're trying to connect with people while still being in tune with what's happening in your body. And I feel that kind of ties into the intuition and things too. It's like, can I know my inner landscape enough to know? are these my voices or these messages that are coming in that i need to listen to can i discern what's my my ego or my imagination versus something that's actually valid information to work with but you know and then to 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 come in touch with those things and then to bring them out into the world and say this is my experience how is it changing as i interact with you and as i relate with you and yeah, yeah that yeah. idea about meditation being another form of that how to how can i be more present with my eyes open as I move about the world, as I listen to these messages. Yeah.
2: I don't know if this is a segue or not, but we'll go with (laughs) Sure. I've had many people, you know, upon like first meeting me, when they meet me again, they're like, Oh, when I first met you, you said blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So I was with this uh, group of women in Castle Rock for a while, and we would do like a woman, uh, well, it was not just women, but a group of people in Castle Rock. And then from that, we created a little woman's group. And one of the gals came in and she's like, oh my gosh, Danielle. So she was one of my students when I taught at massage school. And she came, uh, she goes, I always remember like the first time in one of the classes you were subbing for us, like, I don't know, something happened with the door, the door opened or closed or whatever. And you said, oh, it's just somebody walking in the door. She "And I always remember that. I'm like, Okay. (laughs) I don't remember saying that, but it it sounds like something I would say if, you know, uh, where I do readings on, um, on the weekend, sometimes there's a back door and that room gets really hot. So sometimes I'll prop it open just a little bit and all of a sudden it will just blow open when somebody sits down for a reading. I'm like, Oh, we got people with us. (laughs) You know, (laughs) um, sometimes they're that obvious. Sometimes it's just them messing with my head or tickling my nose or whatever their other signs are for me. But
1: So when you do readings, do you find that that happens, that people bring energies with them, spirits with them that
2: communicate with you then through you to that person? Oh, for sure.
1: Okay,
2: For sure. Not everybody, but yeah, especially if they're wanting somebody in particular. Mm Because I've always said I don't like to define myself as a medium because I don't want people coming in and saying, oh, I want to talk to my great aunt Ethel. I'll be like, well, she's here, but she isn't saying anything. Sorry, I can't force her to. Right. <laughs> but I love when it happens naturally. And and some of the times, you know, it, it makes you wonder, all right, did they stop in because they were being guided by that outside force to say, okay, I know this person is going to be able to do what I need them to do for me. Yeah. I know you get that.
1: Well, I always feel like the right people sit down for reading with me at the exact right time. You know, and like it was, and I like the way you said that. It's like maybe they're being guided there. Like it's, they knew that I'd be the right person at that moment to give them the information that they were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I was in, in mental health and I was a therapist, I always felt that as well, is that I... I always ended up, I felt like with the exact right clients that I was supposed to have and the ones that weren't supposed to be working with me would maybe come initially like one time and then never come back or end up doing something else or, you know, going to another therapist. And I always felt like, yep, that was right because it just wasn't meant to be because whatever I had to offer, they didn't need or want at that time. Yeah. I feel like it all works out. And it's interesting when you were when we were talking about the Tai Chi and the energy. What strikes me is is that for me, it reminds me that we really are all connected energetically, that we can pretend like we're not and that we're separate, but the reality is we're not.
2: Yeah.
1: Like you were saying, Tim, when everybody was still kind of moving together. It's yeah. like, yeah, because we're all truly connected.
0: What I loved about that moment too was that I don't think anyone had that awareness. We were all yeah. just kind of still in that that connected space together. It's like everyone was just listening to what was being shared, but yeah, in my distracted mind kind of way, I was just taking all in all of the movement that was still happening in the room. And
1: right. Well, I find that it's almost like being in a, in a trance of some sort. So we're, when we're in a group doing it together.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's usually interesting at the big fair the big fairs that, well, I've only done mainly gales, but um, when we're all there how similar our people seem to be all day long.
1: Yes. Yeah. Do you find that there are themes that tend to run through the different fairs? I do that. It's like I'll have a group of people come who have no connection whatsoever, and yet the messages that are coming through seem to have a theme to them for that day for whatever reason. Uh And then probably the rest of the groups, you know, the rest of the folks in that fair probably having similar
2: kinds of message come through. Yeah, when you start getting the same cards, you're just like, okay, are you playing with me? Or is this actually what you want me to read yeah. for them? <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. had this for the last person. Are you sure? Or is this a message for me that I'm not getting, you know?
1: <laughs> and maybe it is, because I feel like sometimes the messages that I get for other people, there's this voice that my guide is like saying, they're going, so are you listening? Are you? Yeah, and
2: you too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right.
1: And I'm like, oh, okay, you should pay <laughs> yeah. attention more.
0: I certainly don't have a lot of experience as a reader, but just have that awareness of yeah when you work with people in 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 other in many different ways that it does seem like they will often the people that you attract will be mirrors to things that are going on for you and sometimes that's why it's so hard to discern messages like this feels like it resonates way too much for me. am I making this up but it's more like we're attracting we're attracting that energy and that connection mm-hmm. of this thematic thing that we're all going through is so interesting.
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, cuz ultimately I think we all are mirrors for each other and we connect with people at different times because we need whatever and that moment to be reflected back to us and they need whatever we're reflecting back to them.
2: Yeah. Or even yeah. if it's just a reminder of don't go too far down that path <laughs> cuz mm-hmm. this is what it's going to look like. <laughs> Exactly. Of whatever it is, you know. Yeah. It is.
0: A, it is amazing how quickly the time flies. Oh
2: I guess. Goodness.
0: I yeah. I just. I wonder if we're as we're wrapping up, would you care to share where folks can find you if they were interested in knowing more about your services? And
2: sure. Um, I've got a website. It's my name, donyellesaxton.com. I try to keep it updated weekly with where I'm going to be at. I have sessions available Mondays and Fridays at my office and down, not downtown Littleton, but in Littleton, Broadway and Mineral area in Colorado. And then wherever I'm going to be doing random ratings, either at Confia Collective or the fairs or whatever is Posted on my webpage too, um, and you can always sign up for my newsletter because I put those in there.
0: Yeah, great. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you sharing, for having sharing your
2: journey. Yeah. This has been fun. Thank you.